0: you could stand that half cut and rep better than these guys. Look score down and it's called.
1: And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on a Tuesday. And we're here with the host of the Banner Banter podcast, Timmy G. How are you doing today, man? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh just got back from your trip and came back to a flurry of news <laughs> around yeah, the Celtics. The so... <laughs>
0: thank, thank God there was Wi-Fi on the flight. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. about Madness.
1: Absolutely brutal. Obviously, the trade deadline's coming up March 25th. Just two days away now and plenty of stuff going on whether you like it or not the biggest news in our eyes i know sam and i were talking about this marcus smart apparently quote unquote knows or thinks he's being dealt which would break my heart i know sam, I, I think you, that's
2: you know, clickbait you. by kj by the way
1: no no this was on a podcast chris vernon said he had sources saying marcus knows which is it, it's it, the Ringer podcast, Chris Verdin said Marcus knows Kevin O'Connor is on the podcast as well. So I'm assuming if he's there, they're not going to fake it. Kevin, that Kevin type O'Connor,
2: of news. I he's mean, exposed man. today. No. Yeah, Kevin we, O'Connor they, definitely got exposed they, today by yeah, and Kemba and Jalen. Kemba yeah. and Jalen.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, I did see that. And, it, and it's crazy that Kevin O'Connor was exposing literally his favorite team and a team he used to have season tickets for, which I always think is just wild to me that he would just stay off limits to make sure that no Celtics player would ever hate him. But today, that I, that news that he broke today and then Jaylen responding and Kemba responding to Jaylen's response, not a good look for them <laughs> today at all.
1: <laughs> Definitely not great. I and mean, hey, that leaves me a little hope that maybe the Marcus Smart news is also you know a little bit of BS out there because that would break my heart. Marcus Smart, not in the Boston Celtics uniform, it, it's just like Sam. What do you say? Is the Pope Catholic? Like the two things that go together, Marcus Smart, the Celtics, <laughs> it's got they got to go together, right? Sam, what were you saying to me in the group in our, our group chat? Oh yeah, I
2: said I, I was I was talking to the guys. I was like, listen, if if he gets traded, like I'll cry, and I'm be, I'm not doing a bit. Like I'm serious. Like <laughs> I I love that guy. Like that guy is the Celtic captain right now, whether they announce it formally or not. He's been here for seven, eight years now. I mean, how can you not love him? He plays hard every game. It's tough to get. I mean, he deserves to be a part of the team if they win. It just reminds me of the Isaiah Thomas thing. Like, it'll be the same kind of response from the national media, I would imagine. Maybe not. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's different just because, like, I know you guys are probably a lot old, uh, younger than I am. So I feel like Marcus Smart is, like, the guy that you guys watched growing up. For like a really, really long time. So it makes a lot of sense. But like my whole thing is with the Marcus saying, I'd be heartbroken. It would suck. But I also think that Marcus isn't going to resign after next season because A, they won't have the money to do it. And B, some team will overpay. And I don't think Marcus is going to take another hometown discount like he did for his last contract. So I feel like it's eventually going to happen. It's just you want it to happen now or next summer. And I yeah. I I just can't imagine Marcus Smart signing anything less than let's say 22 or 23 million dollars. And that is something that the Celtics cannot afford. And I hate to play devil's advocate in that way, but like that's just being like realistic like unless he wants to come back for the same amount of money, I don't think A he deserves that because I think he deserves to be paid especially since this is probably his last major deal because, you know, he's going to be 20, what, 26, 27 at that point, And then by the time mm-hmm. that deal's over, he's going to be 32. And he's not going to be able to play the same way that he had throughout his twenties. So I feel like this could be his last big opportunity to get paid. So from the business side of it, I'm okay with it, but from the fan side of it, it sucks.
1: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I know Sam talks about a lot. You talk about him taking a discount, something Al Horford, you know. Yeah. A lot of people expect him to do it. I would have it. put my
2: house on Horford doing it, and he didn't mm-hmm. do it. So, I mean, I was about to cut. You're, you're absolutely right, Jack. I was absolutely dead wrong about that. And I was going to say, well, I don't know. He seems, You know, Marcus, he seems to absolutely love it here. But, you know, I've oh, been man. wrong before. I can absolutely be wrong again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope I'm right.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I hope you're right, too. I, I just don't think that, like. Marcus can see himself making 5 or 6 million dollars less per year for the next 5 years just because he loves Boston that much. And we could be wrong. You know, hopefully he does do that because that would help the team win a championship, but again, he would be like probably the fourth or fifth option at that point and I don't think he likes being the fourth or fifth scoring option on the floor sometimes. <laughs>
1: And yeah, that that's totally fair too because Marcus has improved his shooting this year. It's gotten to the point where I'm not cringing anymore when he takes a three because for a
0: while there it was like, "Oh, please go in." But Yeah, no, he's getting like, to the point. It's just his shot selection. Like yeah. if he has an open shot 3 or 4 years ago, we're all covering our eyes. But now when he has an o- <laughs> now when he has an open shot, we're like, "Okay, chest out. We're feeling confident about it." I mean, last night some of the shots that he take took it, Take were, it in the chin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, last night some of his shot selection was um, against the Grizzlies was atrocious at times, but there was no one else to score the ball unless it was going to Jeff Teague, which again, makes us all want to throw up probably. So (laughs) even though he did play really well, so I don't know. I I just think, I think Marcus thinks, and this isn't like a bash on him and I don't blame him because you like to have players to have this much confidence. I just think Marcus thinks that he should be a top two scoring option on the team. And he just, he's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't
2: know if he feels that way. I don't know. I feel like he buys into the role. Well, I, in the bubble, I would disagree. Maybe oh, in, the just bubble, a, like he, in the bubble, absolutely. He he tried maybe, to take on a bigger load. He did a decent job in, in yeah, his defense. At times, he at was times excellent times, in the Raptors yeah. series, for sure. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, you know, well, what was that? Where he scored, like, 16 straight points by himself? Oh, yeah, he, he had the yeah, yeah, five yeah, like
2: threes that, in a row. Yeah, like That, that, that was, was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that was unbelievable. I just don't see him doing that again. And the other thing is, if you don't like the fact that he could leave, I also don't see him doing that for another team being a top scoring option either, which may help him staying as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty wild. (laughs) Like you could look at it from all different angles. It depends on his commitment to wanting
2: to win. Exactly. In in my mind, I think he's got to be one of the top competitive guys in the league. I don't think he wants to be on a team that's not competing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And and the fact that that's, that's why it's
2: that. such a a big mystery for everybody because mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if they're allowed to do this but if I'm Ange I'm I'm talking to him you know I feel like you should be transparent with your people um, if if you can especially in a situation like this like he's rumored in trades and say like listen if you want to resign we'll be more aggressive to keep you yeah
0: but then the I don't maybe... know if you're allowed to do that if it's tampering or not I mean it's your own <laughs> guy I feel like you can talk to him yeah, about no that, I'm, but... I'm I'm sure there are worse things that have gone on behind yeah. the scenes, but the whole thing is is you can't really sign him to probably anything more than what he's making right now unless you get rid of Kemba. Just because next year Tatum's extension comes into the mix. If he makes right. all NBA, it goes up even more. They're going to be in the tax, and that means they will be the team in the tax. Isn't it like three out of every four years if you're in the tax, you get charged a little bit more every single time? Like that, yeah. and. This was the one season the Celtics didn't, but the past two years they have, so next year they will be, so that will also affect how they spend. So, I mean, I, I think that Kemba, th- I would rather have Kemba go to the Magic. It makes a lot of sense. His former coach was I, I would like in that the Magic too. right now. I love Kemba. It sucks that he has the knee issue. He seems like to be the nicest guy in the world. He has, he has a beautiful smile, as we all see every single night, but like going back to his former coach playing for a couple of years, helping Cole Anthony out, helping Markel Foltz out, I feel like would be a good thing for the Magic. And sure, his money going up every single year sucks. I mean, the fact that, you know, Kemba is gonna be making what, I think thirty seven and a half million dollars next season is brutal. Uh, is brutal, especially for the Celtics. But I feel like for a team like the Orlando Magic, it's not brutal because minus Vujicic, if they get rid of Gordon Fournier, they don't have anyone else anyone else on the books. So Perfect world. Kemba goes, Marcus stays, and then you have Aaron Gordon and Marcus Smart on a contract year going balls to the wall next year. I mean, that's just the dream scenario, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and uh, I want to talk about Kemba, too. But before that, what do you trade Smart for, right? Because obviously, you know, the contract situation you bring up. But there's got to be a point where you balance, like, his value on the court next season at the very least versus giving him up for too little right because yeah. obviously mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon's a great piece to bring back Evan Fournier is a great piece to bring back but I feel like Marcus Smart and two first round picks which is what I've heard the asking price is. I'm sure you guys have seen that too are you willing to give all of that up for Gordon and Fournier or would you rather look towards like a John Collins deal even though they've been asking for Jalen Brown which is just absolutely ridiculous <laughs>
0: Well, I feel like the the John Collins deal, you're in a little bit better shape because he's a restricted free agent, so you can try and match it. You know, the same situation with Lonzo Ball, too, which I know Celtics fans would love Lonzo Ball. And again, he's a restricted free agent, so that helps the situation a little bit. Uh, But I don't know. I feel like if you give up smart and he walks, or if you don't give up smart and he walks, or you give up smart and then Aaron Gordon walks, it's like a lose-lose kind of. But at the same time, the team needs a shakeup. Sure. so i'm glad i'm not danny Ainge. <laughs> very <Me> true too. <laughs> yeah very true sam what's your value it's incredible how sport? many people would love to be danny Ainge on twitter i mean <laughs> they all want his job to have a to have one of those chipotle black cards i would love to be danny Ainge, but like that's that's probably about it
1: that's all i want i'll take the card and then i'll, I'll run from the job because that stuff. <laughs> and he put himself in the hole too in a sense right saying this team's not good enough everyone's like well, Danny, what are you going to do about it if it's not good enough? Like, realistically, you come out and say that, that makes you think he's going to make a move, right? Because him saying that and then not doing anything is, like, kind of misleading. I don't know. I brought up the Danny and thing. I don't think it's his fault. Obviously, the roster could be a bit better. I don't think it's Brad Stevens' fault either. I don't like that narrative. And to some degree, it's not completely the player's fault. It's probably a mix of everybody. But the whole blame game thing gets frustrating after a while when people are just yelling it for no reason. But, uh... But yeah, you bring up Kemba Walker, right? And Sam and I talked about this on our last episode. Kemba Walker for Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier is something I would pull the trigger on immediately, even if I have to throw in a pick, right? Because then you're keeping smart who is younger. Kemba's been pretty inconsistent this season to where you get two reliable three-point shooters, a switchable defender, and Aaron Gordon. And although Fournier is an unrestricted free agent, you get him for this season, you don't resign him next season, you still get off the Kemba contract anyways. What do you think about a deal like that? Because the Magic do really like Kemba Walker, so it's said.
0: Well, I, I like it because I think the money works out since the Celtics are hard-capped. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of people are thinking that as long as they get rid of Trish and Thompson, that they're not going to be hard-capped <laughs> because that's the $9 million. But you're hard-capped for the entire season whether mm-hmm. you get rid of Kemba, Marcus, Tristian, Jason, whoever, you know, Jalen, no matter who they get rid of, they're hard cap. So contract-wise, I think it's best for the team. And then it also gives an opportunity for Peyton Pritchard to grow because now he's going to be the number two guy running the offense. And especially if Marcus Smart leaves the following summer, now you have your future point guard in Peyton Pritchard. He'll be in year three. So that's a good thing, or you would think, because, I mean, he's been meh, but I feel like he's hit the rookie wall a little bit. And I'm sure the rookie yep. walls this this year for a lot of the players is ridiculous because of the schedule and the amount yeah. of games and, you know, how many games and no fans and no fans and all that. And, yes. yeah, I mean, it's a perfect world. It's it's Kemba. But you if you're a GM, my whole thing with Celtics Twitter is fun and hilarious and annoying as it is. It's like people just think that. GMs are okay with saying, "Yeah, we'll take Grant Williams," even though we all bitch about him. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I don't want Grant Williams, but like, what GM? <laughs> you know, what GM is looking at Romeo Langford or Jeff Teague or Kemba Walker and saying, "Oh, they're worth it." Yeah, you know, that's exactly. that's the other side we have to look at. And yeah,
2: I don't know if they watched yesterday, but well, Jeff Teague.
0: Yeah, I know but like if you were to watch the start of that fourth quarter the first like three minutes of that fourth quarter in the Grizzlies game with with no Kemba with no Jason with no Jalen and no Marcus on the floor if I was the magic GM and I saw Danny Ainge's phone call the next day I would have ignored his phone call because like (laughs) it it just looked so bad but those were the guys that you hope can be a young player that they take so I, I would I would love Kemba to be traded contract wise I think he's a good locker room guy. I think they need a good locker room guy because who's going to yell at Jason Tatum in his, you know, his very dull attitude if I don't see Aaron Gordon or Evan Fournier doing that, you know, but Marcus Smart will. But, uh, you know, you, you listen to someone – I was listening to Sports Hub today, which is probably my own fault, but, like, they <laughs> kind of brought up a good point because, like, Cam Newton's the guy, and so many people like Cam Newton in that locker room because he's so vocal. And people respect that, but it might hold back a Jared Stidham because he doesn't have that opportunity to be vocal. So maybe Jason and Jalen don't have those leadership qualities yet because Marcus is there. So maybe a blessing in disguise could be Marcus leaves or Kemba leaves, and then they have more of a voice and can lead the team their own way. And that might motivate them to become better players.
1: Sam, what do you think? I know you're the biggest Marcus Uh, guy I've ever met, so... What's your thought? I,
0: I think Jalen,
2: at the very least, has decent leadership qualities already. Yeah. I mean, he's he seems to be vocal, at least in the press conferences. He always says the right thing. And I don't know if it's just Tatum's personality where he doesn't say much, in, at least in the press conferences. I'm sure yeah. he's a good teammate. I've never heard complaints about either of those guys. Um, I don't know. That That's an interesting point, though, because it's absolutely true. If you don't have to be the one to say stuff, you just don't. I mean, why would you?
0: Yeah, yeah exactly I wouldn't. Especially, yeah if you're just gonna be the number one scoring option on a team you just walk in, you score some hoops, you make your money you you leave less stress and you know go home to deuce, and you know you're fine sure, you know yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so i I would be okay with kemba leaving, but I don't know, it's just a weird spot. it's not a great spot,
2: yeah, I, it sucks for me because one, I do like kemba, and that's not why it sucks completely, but like he he really. <laughs> is a guy they brought in, they had high hopes for, they paid him. He's He was a big free agent signing. And if they trade him, it's not a great look for other free agents that would want to sign.
1: Story and also, the life.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the poor guy. Yeah. I, I just don't think he's a good fit at this point. I mean, nope. he's, I don't, do I think he could be a number one scoring option somewhere again? I'm not sure, because he was here for uh, a little bit. Before the he got hurt. Last season, yeah. Yeah, he was, and he was a All-star great. starter.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but if, if he's not going to be, I mean, I don't think he can fit into that third scoring option role. He just doesn't seem to be comfortable doing it. And I don't think it's a him problem in terms of attitude. I think he would do anything to help the team win. I just think he's been playing like that for so long, it's hard for him to adjust. And, you know, he's not used to he doesn't He probably doesn't have as much wiggle room with mistakes he can make.
0: Uh, Yeah. You know,
2: he's got other guys out there like you know he's getting criticized when he has a rough game if he's in charlotte and he has a rough game it's like well what else what was the other game plan
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's a rhythm guy i talked about it in my podcast uh right before the all-star break like i was petrified because he played so well when they went four and one in before the all-star break and i was just like this all-star break is going to destroy his rhythm (laughs) to not play for five or six days after playing for yeah, I think they had five games in seven days and he only missed one of those games. So the fact that, you know, he could really play in four games in about a week and he played really well. I think he scored 20 points in every single one of those games. He was shooting the ball well and then he just stopped playing. He probably just stopped playing basketball for a week. And since then, it's, he's just a rhythm guy and you can't have rhythm if you're the third scoring option.
1: Right. (laughs) Like he was in, he was in
0: Charlotte and that's all that they had. And maybe Steve, um, What's the magic's coach name? Steve Clifford, right? Steve is that Clifford? Steve yeah, Clifford. yeah. And maybe Steve Clifford, knowing that Cole Anthony's hurt, Hell Fultz isn't coming out, maybe he can get Kemba back into his rhythm between him and Vujicic and you know Terrence Ross off the bench, and maybe <laughs> maybe they can get the, Kemba's rhythm back, and then they can sell him to another team or trade him to another team because there's only one year left on that deal, and then Kemba, you know, is going to be that next like George Hill type player that's going to be really old, a veteran that will come off the bench and help a team.
1: Yeah. and I think that is what his role could be. If I don't know, because Sam, you've talked about Kemba potentially coming yep. off the bench for the Celtics, which I think could be good, but you don't really want to pay your bench guy $38 million
0: a year. That's, That's not ideal. Can no, you
2: restructure so, contracts yeah. in the league? I'm not saying that he would I don't do think it. So. But
0: can you? I, I don't think you can like you can with the NFL. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. The NBA you salary, should be yeah. able
2: to. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't let you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I I, I know, that I wouldn't be surprised if you can't, but it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, and, and it's surprising that you can't because I feel like it is such a player-driven league and the way that the uh, Players Association is so vocal and on, I don't want to say good terms, but probably better terms than all the other leagues with their owners. I'm surprised that you can't, like the way that the NFL can. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think the reason is because I don't think there's any guaranteed money in the NBA like there is the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you could just say, hey, Kemba, here's uh, $20 million, guaranteed. Uh, but we're only going to pay you five million dollars this year. You're actually going to make the same amount as Daniel Tice. Why don't you come back, you know, and play for us? You know, yeah. Like, yeah, right. that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, it's
1: just a tough situation because, like you both said, you like the guy. It's just not the best fit for the team right now. But uh, you brought something up earlier. Tristan Thompson issues, obviously. Kemba and Jalen Brown calling out Kevin O'Connor on Twitter. Apparently, uh, on the Ringer podcast, it was said that Tristan Thompson likes to go out you know, break COVID protocol. This is the second time he's been in health and safety protocols this season. And there was issues with him in the locker room. How much do you buy that? Obviously Brown and Kemba came out and said, you know, this is cap Jalen Brown, tweeting the hat emoji. Do you buy into it at all? Do you think there is some sort of an issue there? Or do you think Tristan Thompson should stay on this team? Should he get traded? Just what's your thoughts on Thompson so far this season and going past the trade deadline?
0: Uh, I've really had no problem with him. I mean, you know, my expectation of him was to be miserably defensively and rebound the ball. And that's (laughs) and that's what he's done. Um, But him setting a poor example for the other guys going out and about and thinking that he's untouchable. That's not a great example. But and then again, here's the little negative part about Brad Stevens. It's not like Brad Stevens is going to tell him what to do and tell him to stop doing it, you know. So, you know, like, yeah, so I I feel like, you know, I'm I'm a big Brad Stevens fan. I don't think they should get rid of him. But in a situation like this, you wish maybe there was a different coach to tell Tristan to, you know, shut the F up, go home and follow the rules that are setting place. But Tristan has his rings. He has the Kardashians. He has his money. So, like, you know, like, what does he care? Like, I don't blame him for that. But at the same time, you also can't be selfish.
1: Pressure. I think if, if
2: Tristan Thompson played yesterday, they win.
0: Absolutely, because there's no way to have big time. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's one reason I'm not overly I mean, obviously, if you have to trade between or pick between him and like Marcus, you know, you trade him. But yeah. it, it's nice having that third big man around that you can put in in situations like that. So you don't get killed.
0: Yeah, because the other thing without we, him,
2: they don't have it. That was what talk- Cantor was.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I hate to talk about the future so much, but if you think about it, Tice is a free agent this year. Tice right. is gone, and if you trade Tristan Thompson, and for God forbid the Time Lord gets hurt, you have nobody. <laughs> great Williams season. at center show. It's yeah, Great you,
1: Williams show at that yeah, point. <laughs> we're,
0: yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna play Houston Rockets, Mike D'Antoni, small ball, and we're gonna have like our wanna be PJ Tucker. being our center, and that's just not going to work. So, like, whether he's being selfish, whether he would have helped yesterday, I think Tristan Thompson helps in the playoffs. You know, Mm kind of gives us that uh, Marcus Morris-type attitude, if you will. You know, the tough guy, you want to punch me in the face? Cool, I'll punch you right back. And I think that will help the Celtics if they do make the playoffs, God forbid, if they don't. (laughs) But, like, if you get rid of Thompson and Tice walks, because let's be honest, Tice is going to get overpaid by someone. I mean, Mm -hmm. Tice is going to get Fourteen, fifteen million million. And if the time Lord gets hurt, we're screwed. So it's almost like they, we have to kind of deal with the Tristan Thompson thing for the next year and a half or so. Hmm.
1: And I'm the biggest Grant Williams fan in the world. I don't know if you know that.
0: I absolutely love Grant oh, Williams. Well, good. I, if I knew that, I wouldn't have come on this podcast. No, oh, not. No. <laughs> no. No, no. I'm, My- I, I'm a big Brandon Clark fan. I wanted them to right. draft Brandon Clark at yeah. a grant. I, That's I, valid. I'll, I'll take I, I that. I would have even liked that, too. Nice guy, yeah, he is a very nice guy, though. Yeah. He is a very nice guy. I work f- um, for Big Night Entertainment Group, and they have this uh, sport card thing called uh, Big Night Breaks. Uh, and Grant Williams and Taco came on to do sports cards with us, yeah. and Grant and Grant and Taco were awesome. So yeah. off the court, Grant Williams, two thumbs up.
1: No, yeah, my, my thing is, and we won't spend too long on Grant Williams. I've talked about him with the last four shows, it feels like, but you know, I just think they're playing him a little bit out of position. Obviously, you want him to play some four and a lot of small ball five, and with the three bigs they had this year, he's playing a lot of three it feels like at times, yeah. which definitely is his position, and that's not an excuse. He needs to be better switching on defense, playing on the perimeter, and stuff. And I think he, he can get better, but that's that's just been my thing. Because last year in the bubble, he was phenomenal. So I, I've always just had a soft spot for Grant. I guess you can say, but uh.
0: well, well, one thing about Grant that I've always liked, even though you know I'm not a fan of him as a player, he always stays ready. Yes, a lot of people in their first or second year, you know, being you know coach decision DNPs for four or five games. For him to come out and hit a corner three or get a couple rebounds to step in, not a lot of young guys could could make those type of plays being benched for a few games. So mm-hmm. that is one thing I've always I have liked about Grant, the player.
2: It's not, it's not even a few games; it'll be like the whole game, and then they're like, "All right, go ahead, fourth quarter, go out there," and he's <laughs> fine. Yeah. There you go. See, yeah, this year, for some reason, I'm not catching all the Grant. I mean, I know he hasn't been terrific defensively. But yeah. I feel like he does a lot of positive things when he's out there. It doesn't mean he's a terrific guy, uh, player, but I do see positives when he's out there, and I think he has a little bit of potential to be a good role player. I mean, I'm not saying he's untouchable or yeah, like, no, I, a, a great player or anything like that, but he's a I see a lot guy. of positives,
0: gets yeah, a lot of hustle
2: rebounds, knocks down. I feel like when he shoots, it's going to go in every time. He, he's on that level for me right now.
0: I mean he's um, definitely made a huge improvement. I mean, didn't he miss right. like his first twenty five, three points? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something like that. I mean, he's definitely made an improvement. He, you know, hopefully he could be everything that Brad wishes Semi was. You know, because I think <laughs> Brad has a very soft spot. Semi had Shemmy. a good game yesterday, right? Uh it was it was okay. I, I mean, don't remember. I mean so. <laughs> if you had a pick or choose between the two, Grant definitely played better than Shemi. Yeah. I feel like he had a oh, pick or choose last But I feel like Shemi oh, yeah. is everything I, Brad has always wanted. Uh Grant has always been what Shemmy wants Brad to be, and that's just not just not the case. Yeah, 100%. I would agree.
1: Something else, you know, this all started with us talking about locker rooms. The Celtics apparently have such a small locker room that in order to keep up with COVID protocols, they have split it into two. So the younger guys are in one space and the vets are apparently in another, which Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon on the same show where they got a, a little bit, you know, called out by Jalen and Kemba uh for (laughs) crapping on Tristan Thompson a little bit they talked about how that could contribute to some chemistry issues obviously if you're putting all the young guys in one space and you put Jason Tatum and the big guys big stars the veterans in another they're not going to have that chance to click and maybe some other teams are because their locker rooms are bigger but the Celtics one is too small to follow COVID protocols do you think that's having any impact because I feel like there is some sort of trust issues going on at least when Jason Tatum gets the ball I feel like it's always good. to you know he's gonna put up a shot and not pass but what do you think that could be affecting this year
0: uh it it could be uh i used to work at the garden and it is a very 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 small locker room but then when you go (laughs) but because i'm a season ticket holder i've been able to get a tour of the uh, our back center locker room and it is night and day the the difference for the size like it's ginormous. comparatively I think this year, whether the locker rooms are separate or not, I feel like, and I'm sorry that I'm bringing up the Patriots again, but I just feel like it's such an easy comparison. (laughs) Like, Bill Belichick loves practice. Bill Belichick didn't get OTAs or preseason games last year. And I feel like if these guys all could practice together and be around each other more versus jump on a plane, sit on the hotel room, see each other at shoot around and then go home, it'd be a lot mm-hmm. different. Cause I feel like Brad is the type of coach where if you can get more time together behind the scenes, you can gel better than trying to gel on the fly during a game. So mm-hmm. the locker room thing, sure. But I feel like it's more, does Jason Tatum trust any of these guys uh, with their playmaking ability? I had Jared Weiss uh, from the athletic on my podcast that I, released yesterday, and he was talking about the growth of Jalen and Jason's playmaking is slower than we were hoping because of what else is out there. You know, like, if you're Jason Tatum and you're attacking the rim and you see Grant Williams or <laughs> Shemmy Ogilvy in the corner, you're probably going to take a one-footed Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway versus yeah. passing the ball up. But if they practice more and have more five-on-five and can run, you know, different offensive sets in practice— and Jason can see those guys hitting those shots in practice. He might be have more faith in them during a game versus, well, hopefully this goes in. If not, we're probably going to lose again.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent makes Same, you I,
2: wonder I, I if, uh, like during the playoffs, if they'll be uh, if they get there a uh, better team. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure in the playoffs, at least this year, they'll be able to practice. They'll have the time. They're not going to be flying around all the time. They're going to be in one place for a couple days at a time.
0: Well, that's why I'm really looking forward to... If the Celtics do make a trade on the 25th, they obviously have two games on the road against the Bucks and then the Thunder. And then they have seven home games. Like, they're literally with home... fans. With fans, By the way. and they're home for two weeks. So I think there's only one back-to-back. I think it's, like, the 76ers, and then the Knicks, they play back-to-back. But, like, mm. they have time... To even say, hey, I know it's an off day, but can you guys just come in? Can you guys just drive to Brighton for like an hour and a half and try and practice? Because we have a brand new team, hopefully, you know, (laughs) if they they do make trades. Because that's the other thing. Like Celtics fans are going to need to be patient. Like this team, if they do make trades, isn't going to be good overnight. So this seven game home stretch, them being at home, sleeping in their own beds, hopefully practicing could be uh, a huge blessing in disguise.
1: Patience never been a strong suit of Celtics fandom, which I mean, fair enough. When the last, you it's know, how we are as tra- people, trade yeah. deadline deal Danny did was what? J- uh, Isaiah. No, it was Bird for a second. Yeah. I can't, even, yeah, it was uh, nothing, nothing of significance. But yeah, Isaiah Thomas, probably the, the most significant Bird, one. Actually,
2: years, not but. a bad player before, you know, all the stuff. I, I remember being like really <laughs> so, pissed when that happened. Yeah,
0: no, when, yeah, he, when he was he, decent,
2: he was promising.
0: In the Vegas Summer League, he was really, really good, and then yeah. he was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so, unfortunate.
2: Man, I don't, I don't understand that stuff. Like,
0: I mean, you know, you're going to get caught, right? <laughs> like, yeah, come like, on. Especially like this Deshaun oh, Watson man. thing that's been going on. Like, Dude, like what? people are coming out of the woodwork, but like, like but on, as man. a player, you got to know that you got someone is going to be shunned. You got to you.
1: know, oh, as a person, you got to know. Like, come Which, on, man, just. Ridiculous. which
0: you know i hate to go back to Tristan thompson but like for a guy who's been caught cheating in public i'm surprised <laughs> he's going out so much you know like
1: <laughs> like that's oh, that's man, Tristan thompson what a guy what a guy but um yeah wrapping back around to you know trade deadline stuff a few other names out there this came out today malcolm Brogdon and or demontis sabonis oh, apparently available oh my goodness price is probably a little high but if you're going to make a splash Brogdon is you're worth the trade. price Exactly. Yeah, I know, I mean, Sam, you're a huge Brogdon guy, but... All right, think my about
0: God. That. So if, if Danny says, how about two first and Marcus Smart for Brogdon, what are you saying? Sam? I'm saying,
2: uh, can, I, can I please give you something other than Marcus Smart? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's the whole Thank thing. You. I'm wondering if the Pacers would be willing to deal with Danny again if all the rumors are true about the Miles Turner thing and that not, going, yeah. that not going well. But I feel like either way, they are going to ask a lot for... a an all-star and a former rookie of the year for sure, for sure if
2: i'm the pacers i think kemba has value at least to them In it, it, listen because he's going to be a top scoring option on that team he's not going to sit behind two you know all-star forwards you know I mean, he's going to be
0: that is very true because you know with tj warren probably being their best scoring option outside of sabonis kemba could be the number one scorer there miles turner is your number two or Number three, I should say, and then you have T.J. Warren. I mean, that's actually a really good thought
2: there. Bring him back. And back it, I mean, obviously he doesn't have a high value for him. His name right now, you yeah. know, no, like he's yeah, been but, struggling. And but, if you're the Pacers, you're going to play hardball.
0: Yeah, because Mel Mel Brogdon isn't a number one. Yeah. But and he showed he could, that he shown that. Yeah. Year. But just, he can, he can definitely. Oh, wow. Mar- Malcolm Brogdon as the third scoring option on the Celtics team. Uh, and the fact that he could defend, I'm not saying as well as Marcus, I'm not saying that I'm just saying he can defend like really Marcus. Well. Um, and he can definitely, I think, run a offense better than Marcus. I feel like the Celtics kind of forced Marcus to be a point guard, you know, because at Oklahoma state yeah. he was not, you know, you, you could say that he was Cade Cunningham almost just like, get Me, the ball, and I'm gonna shoot it, and hopefully, this works out. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. That Melk, I Brock love could that, could help the Celtics, Kemba Walker could help the Pacers. Definitely a different option. Kemba's pretty good with the pick and roll, him and Miles Turner could work out well. Yeah,
1: I mean, you live in a dream world here. I mean, oh, yeah, let no, me sure. let me let me dream for a second. I'm gonna pitch something to you, right? Um, you throw Kemba Walker, Romeo Lankford, who's from Indiana, the connection there, you throw Kemba, Romeo. And if they want a second or a first, fine, for Brogdon, right? Whatever the price is, right? Don't give up Smart in that deal. You trade Smart and two firsts for Gordon and Fournier. Then you run, what would that be? Brogdon, Jalen, oh, Jason, there, Chief. Aaron. What? What are All you right, saying? Well, I know you don't want I, to give up Smart, but if you're only... getting Brogdon...
0: My only defense to that is I don't think you can trade that many first-round picks in a row because I don't think you can trade back-to-back years first-round picks. So if you're going to be trading four first-round picks, we're looking at, like, twenty thirty.
1: Well, I know the Rockets did it because they did pick swaps in some of the years, which I guess would be as valuable for the Celtics. But But if
0: you want to work around it, you can do some protection stuff. Yeah, the, The Pacers will probably still be good. So, doing a, yeah. so, them doing a pick, a pick swap with the Celtics probably isn't ideal, um, yeah. but obviously the Magic will probably take whatever they can. So, I mean, yeah, that'd be crazy, the fact that you could roll out a starting lineup of Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Aaron Gordon, and Daniel Tice this season. That would be...
1: With Fournier funny. off the bench?
0: Yeah, and Fournier off the bench, right. Time Lord, Peyton <laughs> off the bench, and hopefully, you know, 22-point Jeff Teague off the bench, too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 22-point Jeff gone, man. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. It, it, yeah, if I'm know. the
2: Celtics, though, I'm doing anything I can to get Kemba in that deal for Brogdon. I will give up the farm. Romeo.
1: Romeo's from Indy. I'll, I g- mean, I'll feel give like Romeo. That's they can have New Smith.
2: I, I'd even I throw would, in I Pritchard be, if, if you take one of those guys <laughs> out.
0: I would be the happiest person <laughs> in the world if they got rid of Romeo Langford. I Really? I hated that pick from day one. That If you look... If you Google Romeo Langford injuries, I swear to God, he got injured like during recess when he was (laughs) was younger. Like he he, he's just made a glass. And the fact that he hasn't played all year. I know the covid thing just happened, but that is so alarming to me. And I just feel like they wasted a huge pick there. And I'm not saying they should have traded up to get Tyler Hero because Pat Riley hates Danny Ainge and he was going to do everything that he could. But like there were there are better players from that draft class than Romeo Langford ever will be right? hmm. getting drafted uh, after him. And I just think that was a huge waste of a pick because hmm. you could have gotten Brandon Clark and Grant Williams in that, in that spot, or even not trade and get Mattis to who has clearly proved himself to be a solid NBA player.
1: For sure. NBA I mean, I'm looking South. at, looking
0: Williams. at guys that are drafted
1: yep. after, right? You got Sekou Dumboya, who hasn't turned into much, but still has at least played games. Yep. Uh, you could choose, Chum- yep. Tuma O'Kiki this year has been good. Nikhil Alexander Walker was right after that. Then Tybel and Clark went twenty twenty-one. Darius Baisley went one pick after Grant Williams. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's it's and it's, then it's... Keldon Johnson went twenty-nine and he's having a phenomenal season
2: right now. Yeah, so and that... lit them up in San Antonio. That was and frustrating to watch. Kevin tell Porter
1: Jr. You. KPJ one thirty two. too, So
0: yeah, it it's it's crazy to think about. And just the fact that this kid's played what? Has he even played 20 games?
1: I can Google I it right
0: now, but I would hazard a like, guess. It's like just – it, I don't know. I I just feel like they I – mean, imagine if they had uh, Nicholas Alexander Walker. Cause 32, then, games, 30 32 games. 32 games. So if they had Nicholas Alexander Walker, there's your backup point guard, and you don't draft Peyton Pritchard. Again, we all like Peyton. It's great, but, like, they could have done something different, maybe get a younger big man. That way like you Desmond don't – sign. Top- yep. Yeah. That way you don't sign Trish and Thompson, and then you're not hard-capped, and then this, sal- then this trade deadline yeah. becomes much more easier. So yeah. it's just crazy how poorly they've drafted over the last few years. But then you could say, well, they drafted Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. So, and Rozier. So, yeah, and Rozier. So, yeah, I don't know. Robert Williams. Like Danny, Danny's very up and down, and hopefully in the next 48 hours, he's up. I feel like it was up with those guys, and low-key trending down ever since,
1: right? Like, since the Jalen Brown pick. Robert Williams, I guess, now, but, like, since then, like... Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, thing.
0: since since Jason Tatum, he hasn't drafted anyone good. Yeah.
2: Even Robert Williams.
0: Yeah, well, sure, like... We don't know yet, I guess. We, we don't know, yet, but, I problem. mean, obviously, the past month... He, he, he is, is on the fast rise. Yes, 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 which is great to see, and I'm... Um, do you guys want Robert Williams to start or do you like the fact that he brings the energy off the bench? Cause I like the latter.
2: I, I trust Brad's discretion. So if he wants to bring him off the bench, I agree because I like the energy. I agree yeah. with that. You know, I think I know Brad's stubborn in terms of moving guys into the starting lineup. I mean, just look at Isaiah Thomas. It took Marcus smart getting hurt for him to start.
0: I mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> remember he yeah. was the sixth man for like <laughs> half a season then opening that night so comes, true. he still wasn't starting.
0: Yep. <laughs> I mean,
2: my
1: my thing with Robert Williams is I was upset uh, earlier on when he started playing well, but he's starting to close out games now, which is more important to me than actually starting. Yeah, right. Yeah, amen. Amen. So, so so, that's my my standpoint.
2: Yeah, I don't care who starts, and I think they do that. I think the closing games. I mean, this isn't like a hot take or you know big brain (laughs) play by me, but it's it's Brad's way of giving him that starting role without starting him because he wants to save those minutes for the end of the game. You know, we've heard about some kind of minutes restriction from uh, Robert Williams. Why, why would you use him at the beginning of the game instead of the end?
0: Yeah. and, And I, and I think that also gives Robert some confidence to know that the best players are out on the floor at the end of the game for both teams. And he's a part of that. And I think that helps his confidence a great deal. I just really hope I, you know, that jumper that he hit in the fourth quarter, if he can get that KG mid-range jumper Ooh. going, uh, I'm, I'll give him all the time in the world to do it. But if he can get it before, <laughs> if he can get it before his rookie deal's over, that's going to be a really, really nice feature for this team going forward.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. And it's been something he's worked on. I remember the first game he played in summer league, he hit one, and I was like, "Wow!" I, mean, I remember yeah. watching it. So it's something he's always been doing, and jump shots are things that we've seen guys learn in the league. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility, for sure. That's yeah, exciting. I mean, um, and just to get to Romeo real quick, I'm excited for him to get back because he's got a big-time opportunity in front of him. I hope I, – I do agree, like, he's been hurt and it sucks. But when he has played a few games, he's made an impact, at least on the defensive end. And it's funny, they I, – I say this to Jack all the time, they played him with a torn ligament in his wrist in the playoffs. <laughs> like, What? Like yeah. they must have valued him super high. If I mean, did you how value? How much can he give you if he doesn't have a right
0: wrist? Yeah, especially when, especially when his jump shot was broken to begin with. Yeah, you yeah. know, like <laughs> he's like, got a massive opportunity with the lack but of the wing depth is, they have on this team. Yeah. The Ooh, the, the he, thing he, is, he can he can if they in. do get Evan, Evan Fournier, and Brad sticks to those eight or nine guys, he might not get an opportunity.
1: Agree. And
0: that that could be even worse, because not only do you have Langford on the bench, then you also have Neesmith on the bench for a guy who's going to be gone in literally less than 90 days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that's not a great look. If I'm I'd be pretty upset if I was Romeo (laughs) and Mm Niesmith. But like at the same time, it's a business and you're young and, you know, nut up and shut up. (laughs) i I know danny has said uh you know he's really looking to do
2: something that's going to benefit them past this year so i'm not i'm not sure about fournier you know i don't know if he's me neither i don't think it works yeah i don't know if danny loves that because like like i said i mean he he wants and the gordon thing does make sense because that's someone that's on the younger side he's not super young or anything but he's under contract for another season He seems like he wants to play here. I mean, he basically said, I want to play for the Celtics. And his requests, he wants to, um, you know, play on a contending team. Celtics are under 500. Let's ignore that. Because realistically, (laughs) they should be. They should be a contending team. That's why everyone's so upset. Uh, He wants to play in a big market city. So that narrows it down from uh, other contending teams like Portland and Denver that have shown interest because he wants to be marketable.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, it makes a lot of sense for them to get Aaron Gordon, and the fact that his contract is actually less dollars next year than it is this year. I think it goes down $2 million. Yeah, 8.1 uh,
1: to 6.4, or yeah. 16.4, sorry. Yeah. He only makes...
0: Oh, I was <laughs> going to say, he only makes make no, $10 no, no. Million. I was like,
1: what? I missed the one. I missed the one okay. at the start of the right. number. <laughs> but like
0: you, but uh, Sam, like you said, with the point of Danny's trying to do something for the future, and that's why I really think that, like he needs to make a decision if he wants Aaron Gordon or Marcus Smart on his team going forward. And what if he does trade Marcus for Aaron Gordon, then I think we have our decision. And if he doesn't, then we might be giving up a lot of picks for someone that is only going to be around for, like, 18 months or so. But the Evan Fournier thing is so true because Evan Fournier is going to be here for 90 days, maybe 100 if they go on a little bit of a run. But I think they like him because he is Gordon Hayward.
1: Yeah. There
0: you go. Comparatively, I'm not saying he's exactly what I'm saying is he's a guy that can shoot the ball, has no problem being the third or fourth option, can create, he is terrible at defense, so that's not (laughs) ideal, but like he can help the bench with the scoring since Neesmith hasn't been able to do that. Jeff Teague is bipolar with his offensive game, and Peyton hasn't really shown up a lot lately, so I get that part, but I, I really think... Danny might be looking at this year as a transition year to make the team better for the next three or four years. Cause he only has three years to fix this because starting next right. season, Jalen's only has three years left. Yeah. So okay. he has three years to try and get Jason and Jalen and maybe Brad. Cause I think Brad still has four years left on his deal because we could be in four years, we could all jump on together and be talking about who we want as the number three pick in the NBA draft. <laughs> Like, it's just crazy to it, – it. it's crazy to think about. So I, I, I do think Sam's right where Danny wants to look for the future.
1: Hmm. Now I don't want to think about being back in the lottery. Those were not fun years even when we were getting the picks right. But uh I want to talk about a couple more guys, you know, coming through the woodworks here at the trade deadline. First of all, the Raptors – as much as the Celtics are a mess. The Raptors are a real mess right now. That yeah. is – like, wow, Pascal Siakam just got fined $50,000 for swearing or giving choice words at Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse got fined money for complaining Good. after the game or throwing his mask Nick behind Nurse the scores. I'm glad he's <laughs> I, getting agreed. berated
2: by his players. <laughs> that, that way, he agreed, has a reason to look so bewildered just standing there. He's <laughs> just, he just can't believe what he's hearing or seeing in front of him. Good.
1: But something that came out is a quote unquote cheap option is, uh, why am I? forgetting the name powell. Norman, uh, powell. Like, norman powell norman powell i couldn't think of his first I name Let's get to call would, him miles
0: powell i would <laughs> freak down causeway if they got <laughs> powell. he is right? the perfect bench guy for this team he That's can come out saying. he can score he can defend he has the same type of grit as marcus smart does he can he he's on my fantasy team so i just know how well he does but he can <laughs> drop 18 19 points a game off a bench and he did that even during the bubble and during uh, – no, wait. He was hurt, I believe, when they won the championship with the Raptor. I believe I he, was so. I yeah, he was hurt. I think he was I know hurt. OG
1: was. I know OG yeah. Was. I, I uh, think but,
0: was. Yeah, it was either OG or Powell was when they won the championship with Kawhi. But Norman Powell on this team, again, kind of fills that Gordon Hayward role, but a much better defender and more grit. I don't know what you have to give up for him. I don't know what his contract situation's like, but he would be I – I'd be honest with you. I think – If his contract's better than Aaron Gordon, I would rather have him on the team because I think he can do a little bit more than Aaron Gordon can. He
1: makes 10.8 this year and has a team option for 11.6 next year.
0: Which they can pick up. Which they can absolutely (laughs) pick up. But, like, he's just that – and he's a veteran. He's He could be a good locker room presence, too. I don't know Aaron Gordon's locker room presence, but, like, he's someone that – I what did Keith Smith say uh, yesterday on Twitter about what the Celtics are looking for? Someone that can switch on defense. Yeah, oh, Brad defense. Norman Powell can do that. Norman Powell can guard one through four.
1: <laughs> there you go. He's not tall, but he, like you said, he is a Marcus Smart esque defender. As you saw, getting in a fight in the bubble last year. Yeah, two but, guys. Well, I yeah, those two I guys look. can can get after it for sure. Norman Powell's absolutely lighting it up this season. Like you said, you have him on your fantasy team, though. So averaging 19.53 rebounds on 49.5, 43.4 shooting,
0: which is ridiculous. And exactly and that, like you said, and that's season. a bench guy. I mean, he yeah. started off the year off the bench, but he's been starting a lot lately, which is probably why his numbers are a little bit higher because OG got hurt. Uh, they They're were messed. really messed up <laughs> towards the All-Star break with COVID as well. So.
1: I mean, you got to be really messed up to lose to the Rockets at this point. Like, that's, that's like – you're, you're in the toilet at that yeah. point. Like, that's when home. the GM
2: goes into the office and, like, picks up the phone.
0: <laughs> but it's, <laughs> just so, it's just so crazy to think about that they won the championship a few ago. years ago. Two years ago, right? Yeah, crazy. And literally, you could lose Kyle Lowry. There probably, they might fire Nick Nurse. They could lose Norman Powell. And they could literally be a tanking team next season in literally less than three seasons. That just shows and, how crazy the NBA is.
1: And it was worth it to get that ring, though. I mean, I, I would still make the moves with them then. i trade for quiet, take that ring, and then I...
0: I mean, yeah, Danny Danny too. sold, you know, sold his soul to the devil to get Kevin Garnett. And, you know, yeah, right yeah. now, and we got a championship. We pro- should have gotten two if KG didn't get hurt in 09. Even three. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, should have
2: yeah. won. I mean, uh, four. I mean, if you mention 09. <laughs> KG gets hurt. 2010 Perk gets hurt. And they blow uh, three two lead against Miami in 2012. I mean that was yeah, another well, one they could have.
0: That one I'm okay with because I was at Game Six and I oh. saw and I saw LeBron James. And I'll be honest That's with you, guy. it may not be a hot take for a lot of Celtics fans, but when after that game I stopped hating LeBron James. Oh, that was Sam. one of the one hate of the. LeBron. No, no, no. <laughs> I hate LeBron off the court. Minus the school, like that school that he built. I hate all the. BS and drama that he throws out there but after watching right. him drop I think it was 42 points in that game against the Celtics and that team I said I respect you as a basketball player good sir oh yeah yeah I mean obviously you know like I, I will he's always LeBron James I, I will that. always LeBron James but after that I literally just kind of gave him a golf clap because that was unbelievable I've never seen anything like that before in my life that was unbelievable
1: mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sam, biggest LeBron hater
0: I've ever met in my life. Cool. So I got yeah, the t shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, there you, you guys buy a lot of jerseys. I, I, have, well, a curse. Jack I does. have a curse with jerseys.
1: I, I can't do. buy jerseys. The I day, buy fake ones. I buy the, fake ones, though.
0: So. so I went to the Celtics Pro Shop uh, yeah. back in the summer of 2007, and I bought a brand new, authentic Al Jefferson jersey, <laughs> ripped off the tags. Came home, sat down, breaking news. Al oh, Jefferson no. gets traded. I have never purchased a Celtics jersey since. Maybe you should uh, go and
2: buy yourself uh, a Kemba jersey. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> well, if it was or, up to uh, me. I'd
0: probably buy a Romeo Langford jersey or something. A Romeo jersey. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, even, uh, even when the Pats had Asante Samuel, I bought an Asante Samuel jersey. And then, like, two years later, he was gone. So I, yeah. I refused to buy jerseys. So, That's-
2: Timmy G, you're taking, you're beating me to the punch with the questions. <laughs> you're giving me, oh my God. I was, I was so, pun- I mean, I'm still, we're still going to do it. But, yeah. uh, you want to, yeah, get let's soccer? do it right now.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go right. Okay. Ahead,
2: Sam. Yeah. Every time we have a first time guest on, I have a, a series of fan questions for them.
0: Rob. Okay. Go ahead. So,
2: uh, Let's see. Number one is usually. Oh, what is number one? Oh, you're, all right, right. Do you have a favorite piece of? It's been so long since we had a first timer. I uh, am <laughs> uh, so pumped. We gotta we gotta have more people on. Uh, favorite piece <laughs> of Celtics memorabilia? Uh, uh could be jersey, autograph, ticket stub. I have, you
0: I have name uh, it. an authentic. And why? Two, What's the story uh, behind? I have an authentic 2008 NBA Finals. Well. I have a, it's two Paul Pierce things, so right. I have, and both are from the NBA Finals. I have a, I don't know if you guys saw the Mitchell and Ness thing that came out two years ago after Paul Pierce retired. It was like one of one hundred, or there were only a hundred of them that were made. It was an authentic piece of the parquet from you know uh, when they won the championship, and then an authentic two thousand eight Paul Pierce championship jersey autographed. Oh my goodness. I'll, I'll 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 send you guys a picture of it when we're done here. Please um, do. That's yeah. awesome. And then I also have – I was at game six when they won it in 08, and Paul Pierce was on the ticket, and I have that signed as well. <laughs> so those All are right. probably my two pieces. I've had season tickets for – six. this will be my 15th season. I've had them since – So first. jealous. That's like uh, one of my life goals is to have season yeah. tickets. Well, it, it worked out really well for me because I got them the year that they lost 18 in a row. And I'm in the last <laughs> row of, I'm in the last row of the balcony. I sit Best center place. court and at the time they were ten dollars a piece per ticket. Oh my god. But then wow. the next season when they got KG, they jumped up to forty bucks a piece. So I think I only paid like a hundred and twenty five bucks to go to all the final games in 07 or in 8 But oh now god. but now I'd probably
1: have to pay like three or four hundred dollars. So wow, that's amazing though. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's crazy, incredible. That. The only thing I think, can think of that rivals that is Max Letterman has an Emmy, but I think I still might take the Paul <laughs> Pierce.
0: So yeah, no, I'll, yeah, that yeah, he, really, uh, he flexes I'll the yeah, Emmy. It, well,
2: that's not a Celtic. Oh, well, yeah, it is because he a
0: yeah, documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it. It's it's really it's a really cool setup. I had to pay a good chunk of change for it, but yeah. well worth it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. All right, Sam, what's next? What's the what's the next one you do? Uh, I Moment. Think, well, then, yeah. So.
2: I guess you kind of already answered, but I was going to say, what's your favorite moment that you've been to at the Garden?
0: Uh, even though 08, when they won the championship, was incredible. Uh, my favorite moment at the Garden was Game Seven, Round Two. Uh, LeBron, Paul Pierce, both dropped to forty, true. both going back to back. You've but, been
2: there. What else have you been there for? I mean, you, uh, you've got all the stories.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you name, it, you know, I was there, you know, for Isaiah after he lost his sister. I was uh, that I'll was put incredible. it to you this way. I have never I think I've missed one playoff game since 07. And God. I go to about I don't know, 35 out of the 41 home games. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, That's I, I go I've I've been very the only game that I hate that I don't know if this is the next question, but the one no, moment no, I not. wish I was at, um, I was not at the Houston Rockets Celtics game where Smart picked up those two <laughs> offensive fouls. That's uh-huh. too funny. I was not at that game, and I will forever hate myself for it, but I had... That actually is I, the next question. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but that, that's fine. Keep going. But, uh, but that's that's probably the one moment I wish I saw, but I work in the concert uh, industry, and I we had a hu- I think, to be honest with you, I think we had Sting where I was, and that was just something that, you know, All as right, a yeah. manager in my position, <laughs> I couldn't miss. And uh, watching it in my office, luckily I didn't get fired. <laughs> because I was losing my mind. So,
2: wow. my, my story with that game is uh, I was on vacation in London when that game was happening. So it was like four in the morning. Oh my god! And I and I was I was obviously like you know going nuts, but I I had to contain myself. Yeah, you know? I had to be composed. I couldn't scream or anything because like pretty sure like where we were staying, the walls were thin enough where i would have woke people up and stuff like that but (laughs) i was just sitting there on my ipad like i was like oh my god like that just happened (laughs) like that's the most insane thing let's see wow that's anything else you've missed any like i mean you must (laughs) have been at the paul pierce retirement game yeah the 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 one where the shot he was at the
0: paul pierce retirement game um i was at the Clippers game where he hit that shot, uh, and then right after that game is when the Patriots came back uh, against the Falcons. That was a
2: great day. That, yeah.
0: that was <laughs> a, that was a stressful I actually,
2: day. I have the headband Perfect right day.
0: here.
1: You were at the Kelly O'Linick game where he fought Kelly Oubre. Yes.
0: Yeah, okay. I was at that game. I was also at the Kelly Olinick game where he went off against the Wizards. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've I've you know I was at the Jason Terry game where LeBron just absolutely murdered <laughs> him. Um, that was uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen it all. <laughs> Uh, wow. I, I I would say if you were to name the top twenty five memories from the Celtics over the last fifteen years, I have probably been to twenty three out of the twenty five of them. I'm very fortunate in that aspect.
1: Very jealous. They're I'm so very...
0: yeah. I'm so jealous. Like that. <laughs> that's the goal is to have season tickets and be able to like
2: use them instead of like doing it as like a business.
0: Like yeah, you so can just I,
2: enjoy, you know, being immersed in the.
0: I sell like lore. I always give like one ticket, one set of tickets off to charity. And then the other, like, four or five, I sell at face value, maybe a little bit higher. And that way, I'm on a 10-month payment plan. That way, I don't have to pay one month. It just covers for one month, yeah. uh, usually the month before they ask for the playoff payment. <laughs> so I'm not spending too go. much money at once.
1: So. Yeah. Right there you go. And I'm so glad you said they were in the balcony, because Sam and I have had this fight. I say balcony is the better place to sit. He goes, what do you say, loge? I mean, yeah. now, yeah, have so... you have uh, Now,
2: do
0: you ever sometimes sit in different seats? you ever like uh, no i mean to be honest with you my setup and i i hate to toot my own horn here but my setup no, is please awesome. do, please um, do. No, i'm in the last balcony awesome. and i have a pillar next to me so i have no uh, one to the left of me oh for about three or four feet so social distancing wise with what's going on ideal and then i have my friend to the right of me i have no one behind me and then we sneak in the little cvs sticky hooks and then we can just put the stickers up against the wall and hang up our coats oh, so we don't wow. have to like put them on the ground
1: you gotta That's say awesome. so do you go with the same buddy of yours every time like
0: do you guys uh, have so, season tickets? so the first couple of years that i had season tickets i had uh, a buddy uh that i would go to every single game and then after they traded pierce he's like i'm out and i was like cool Ooh. i'm in uh so, <laughs> so yeah so i'm uh i try and you know, bring as many different friends as I can. You know, sometimes you I'll bring got, you um, got two tickets. Two yep, tickets. there's two tickets. Yep, and then um, yeah. you know, every once in a while, uh, the season ticket reps. You know, they're very nice and they give you like an upgrade. I have sat courtside once or twice, um, yeah. just because of an upgrade. Um,
1: Any good games courtside, or were they just you
0: know? Uh, the I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was a good game or not, but the one game I did sit sit courtside, it was two seats away from Gucci Main. And it was the <laughs> first and it was the first time they uh, had those like they wore the Irish looking jerseys last season. Yeah. Uh, the, the green and gold. It was like the oh. very first time they wore those. That was, yeah. They, yeah. Like that. Tatum was that one. Brooklyn? I, yeah. That it was, was the did, Brooklyn game. And I just. Oh, that remember. would that would have been a good one to be at because they were berating
2: the... Kyrie. Yeah. Even but though he mean, wasn't there Kyrie, and he cried yeah. about it on social media. Yeah. That
0: was. Yeah. That was the first game that Kyrie was supposed to come back. And I got a yeah. grade for that. So that was that was really cool. That's crazy! Holy crap! She's so, well yeah, it, you know, you know, next next season when things get back to normal, you know, if you guys want to join me for a game, let's make it happen. All right.
1: <laughs> I mean, you don't have to ask us twice. Yeah, it, it's
0: just <laughs> tough this year because we only get three games. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to the Pelicans game on Monday, and yeah. then I'm going to the 76ers game, and then I'm going to the first of the two Heat games. So I'm basically going to like one game a month because be that's game, all that yeah. they that's all that they would give you access to. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. season must be
2: strange for you. Because you're uh, I, having to watch games from home.
0: Yeah, and I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely hate it. Like I have a routine and everything. I go to halftime pizza before. I go to the greatest bar. Halftime uh, pizza is the best place. I know. Right? I'm so pumped that you said that. <laughs> I love halftime. I have, I would, I always joke with my friends. Like I have about a hundred slices a year, and then I take three months off, and then I get right back to it. Because like <laughs> even because like even if I were to go to a Bruins game or a concert, like it's really hard for me to walk by. You know, it's like the Chappelle's show. You know, you guys got any? You guys got any rocks? Like that's yeah. kind of like how it is for me walking by halftime pizza. Wow,
1: amazing! It's oh, that's great, Sam. Your next question is usually, "What's your favorite moment you've watched on TV?" But I mean, yeah. I, you haven't really watched, watched much on TV. So, well, no, that that was the thing. I I guess I, like he wishes
2: he was at, which yeah. is the Marcus. Yeah, yeah it's probably
0: the Marcus. I think my favorite basketball moment ever was probably. Christian Leighton, Christian Leighton are hitting that shot against Duke. And I'm showing my age uh, against Kentucky in 91 yeah. or 92. And I'm showing my age there because I was seven or eight when that happened. So now, are you big a big
2: college basketball
0: guy? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Dukie. So, yeah. OK, so who do you got this year with no Duke? Uh, well, I put a lot of money. Well, who did you have?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: I because you probably of... still don't have them. Uh, <laughs> well, I I selected Florida State to make the finals. Okay, well, they're still and, in. And they're, and they're still alive. That was the money that I put down in Las Vegas. So I might have to fly back out there if they make it. There you go. But, See, but now, I, I was bored
2: last week, and I was at work, and I bet a parlay, and everything hit except Ohio State. I was furious.
0: Oh, dude, you're, <laughs> dude you ready for this? So I bet a parlay that North Texas would win by seven, and they did. And then I bet a I parlay know. that uh, Illinois wouldn't cover at 29 and a half, and they didn't. And then my next one was the under 139 and a half for Syracuse and San Diego state. I would have won $900 and they <laughs> hit three, I'm sorry, six, three pointers in 90 seconds. And they oh. finished with 140 points. Oh gosh. Wow. That, yeah. That's what, what was the
2: bet to win 900? Cause it, those odds must've not been great for at least well, yeah, uh, North,
0: North Texas was the, was the 13th. Texas. North Texas was the 13th seed. Yeah. Uh, so and I did an alternative betting line for that. Right. So that jacked up the prices. And then the Illinois game, I did the alternative line because it was at 28. So I did the alternative line at twenty nine and a half. And then the under for the Syracuse game was like plus plus two twenty. So it was really a no brainer mm-hmm. because Syracuse, the two three zone. If San Diego State's not a very good three-point shooting team, and then they brought in all the seniors and everyone just jacked up shots because that was the worst part. It was a blowout. It yeah. was a yeah. 20-point game, and everyone was hitting threes. It crushed my soul.
1: <laughs> oh, man. it's uh, brutal. Man, and then what's the last one? I always ask about jerseys. Is that it? Jerseys. His favorite
2: jersey uh, is the Al-, Al Jefferson.
1: Is that your favorite I- one? <laughs> I mean, it's
0: my favorite <laughs> It's my favorite memory, um, but I, I still have uh, my Chauncey Billups champion jersey from when he was playing for the Celtics.
1: You got all the answers, man. That's crazy. That, wow.
2: that might be one of the best answers we've Top got. Top tier. Adam Top Kaufman told us he had the Eddie
0: House jersey. That was pretty great. Yeah, I fun, have. Too. So when the Celtics won the championship in 08, I don't know how old you guys were, but they did like, and, the, yeah, they did like nice. the DVD press tour. Uh-huh. And yeah. I went around to every single spot. And got the DVD signed by everyone. And then I also had one of those t-shirt Eddie House uh, jerseys, you know, that everyone has. And yeah, I, have, yeah. Yeah. I have that. Oh, wow. Eddie House. oh
2: my goodness.
1: Wow. You got, I, I, mean, I think you've swept I, all the categories in terms of stance today. I was 22.
0: Today. No, 23 when all this happened. So right out of college. So I just went bananas,
1: you know, yeah, when they, I mean, they, when they won the
0: championship. I, I the know. day after they won the championship, I, had, I got a Celtics tattoo. My dad had season tickets from '71 to 2000 until he passed away. And then, so literally the day after they won the championship, once I was sober enough to wake up and and be okay, I went and I have a Celtics tattoo, like a big shamrock right here on my left shoulder blade. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah,
1: I, I hope they win a championship, like relatively soon. I I I, I want to go to a Celtics parade, man. That. that... It just sounds like the best. I went to the Patriots one a couple years I've ago. I've never
2: been to a parade. So You've yeah, never that's been the to one. a parade? No. I mean, I live in Rhode Island, so oh, okay. it's like a far My friends went to the Patriots a couple years ago. Yeah. I don't
1: remember exactly. Yeah, I went to the one after the Rams Super Bowl. I took the train in from Worcester cuz I I went to
0: school out there. But I'm I also not there. a big football guy. I yeah. oh, Okay. I've been to every parade <laughs> except for the Rams one. And I'm not a wow. big Bruin... I'm not a big Bruins fan because obviously I'm a basketball guy, but like I still just went to the parade. So Bruins, the- Red Sox, Pats, Celtics. Yeah. In, wow. o- in In 04, when the Sox won, I was like 19, 20 in college. I was a sophomore. Arguably oh one of the best God. weeks of my life. Yeah. Wow. It was bananas. That sounds okay. amazing. See them come back from 3-0 or 3-1, whatever it was. Yeah. In back-to-back 30, series, oh, yeah. too. Holy yep. Crap.
1: That delete. Man, well, yeah, like like I said, I mean, I get a- these are all fake jerseys so i I can't say anything i don't waste a lot of money but i get
0: who cares you're supporting the squad who cares if they're real or
1: fake i have every player well i actually shipped some to sam's house because i was uh, see i know i have
2: some hold on yeah yeah, and they're not yours they're
1: mine and you're not keeping them (laughs) sam but i have everybody from last year's team and i'm gonna have everybody on this year's team as well so like when i say everybody i have a vincent porrier jersey upstairs like i have everybody on the teams
0: so (laughs) So, on my podcast last year, I had a Vincent Poirier uh, section of the show, like a little skit yeah. where I would say a different French word every week and explain like <laughs> what the French word was because I, I thought he was going to be good. And boy, was oh, yeah. I wrong. <laughs>
1: you never know. <laughs> Sometimes you never know. Yeah. I wish he was good. That would have been. I usually
0: the don't miss guy. on
2: overseas guys when they bring them over. So yeah, that's I mean, very fair. Yeah. You look Tice, at James Tice, Wanamaker.
0: Yep. Is he still on, in solid. the league?
1: Is he on the Sixers still? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I he's believe-
0: still on the Sixers. Yeah, and Brad and Brad Wanamaker, he's been pretty good this year for for the Warriors. It's, it's I pretty... didn't hate
1: him last year either. I thought he was okay. But uh, I mean, maybe. yeah,
0: you know, gun to the head. Do you want Jeff Teague or Brad Wanamaker? You're taking Brad Wanamaker. But I mean, the guy led the league in free throw shooting last year, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that he would have helped the Celtics not miss what six six free <laughs> throws last night in the fourth quarter. The you know, irony, like,
1: yeah, the irony there, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all the questions you usually have. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time right after yeah. your trip to come on the show and talk with us. Uh, make sure to go follow everybody. Go follow. I'm getting this at up so I don't, <laughs> I don't mess it up. But uh, go follow Timmy Gina's podcast, the Banner Banter podcast at Banner Banter eighteen on Twitter.
0: Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we? No, let it, you go Oh, uh, it was great talking to you guys. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can uh, do it again soon. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure, hundred percent
2: in the elite club of Celtics fans. I mean, you you are you. I mean, you might have the most stories of
1: anybody. Hundred percent, hundred Yeah, I,
0: I have some stories, and like even like back in the day, like have you guys ever been to West End Johnny's? I don't think I, so. No, uh, West End Johnny's after the game, when Walter McCarty used to be the assistant coach, he would go downstairs and just hang out with a lot of the Celtics dancers. Let's just say that, like he, I've I've seen. And he so left.
2: That. Yeah. He, he went to he go left, coach and, college.
0: Yeah. Jared Sullinger's, uh, Jared Sullinger's dad used to hang out at the Greatest Bar before every game. He, uh, whenever <laughs> whenever the um, the Magic or Michael Carter Williams, uh, they're in whenever whatever team he's playing and they're in town. His parents are always there uh, before wow. every game. A lot of parents go and brag about their kids at the Greatest Bar if you guys ever go before a game. It's Alrighty. pretty funny here and That's watch. Amazing.
1: I mean, I, I haven't had the chance to go out to a bar since I turned twenty-one because I turned twenty-one in quarantine. So big,
0: oh, unfortunate
1: set awful. of events there.
0: Yeah, that there you awful. go.
1: But uh, yeah, a year ago almost to the day, I, uh, my birthday's the trade deadline. So it'll either be really good it or is. really bad this year. Well, <laughs> so, happy birthday in advance thank and you. sorry <laughs> in advance
0: too if, if it doesn't if it doesn't work out. We shall but, see. Yeah. But uh, thanks yeah. for having me. It was uh, I'm really glad to come on and it was a lot of fun to chat with you guys.
1: For sure. Hopefully we can have you back sure. on the off season. So we can just have a whole podcast of you telling the stories. Cause this was a great time. Appreciate oh, yeah. I mean,
0: up. I'll I'm sure we'll have some stories and I can break everything down and how all this COVID stuff works at the garden for sure. Yeah. Anytime. A hundred percent. So for sure. make sure to go follow uh, Timmy G and his podcast
1: at banner banter 18 on Twitter. You guys can follow us at Banner USA on Twitter. I'm Jackson Simone NBA and Sam, you can wrap us up.
2: Yeah. Big shout out to Timmy G. Excellent guest. Had a blast today. Follow the Banner Banter podcast. Give it a listen. Uh, Big thanks to coming on again. Um, That's our show for today. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. We're out of here. Bye.